bonsoir et bienvenue à l'Elite Dynasty Podcast. Je suis Eric Vanda. C'est mon grote Addison Elko. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate myself as well, but I just came back from France and I wanted to show off that I did actually learn some of the language while I was over there. Um, and it sucks to be back. How was, how, how was your Labor Day, Ad? It was fun. I went golfing and I went to some like really Brooklyn outdoor music festival. It was very Brooklyn. It was painfully Brooklyn, but it was fun. Some things can be painfully Brooklyn. So yeah. I can imagine what that was like. Yes. Was, um, who, do, who do you think is going to win? Do you think they're going to take it? The Cowboys? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a little – I mean, not that exact – I mean, Zach Martin's huge. So him not playing is huge. But I don't know. I mean, Dak hasn't played in over, you know, like not a year, but a long time. He was limited in camp too. So I expected to be some rough for sure. But, yeah. It should be a good week one. I'm debating going to the bar to watch it. I did befriend someone on Sunday, I think. And we end like making like there's a random guy at the bar, and we're like, yeah, we're both gonna come back watch the game because he's a big Tom Brady fan. Haven't texted him back since that night. Okay. But we'll see if I meet up with him. But <laughs> can't wait. But nothing to get you, you know, me back in the uh the gist football is all podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we definitely needed to do a, a preseason one. That was uh, that was without a doubt. If we if we only do probably the most, more, I was going to say most requested podcast. It was really requested. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah, I mean, using when we begin, we're doing weekly. People are like, "Oh, no pod this week," but like we had a little bit of a drought, and now now that the season's kicking back in, people love the power rankings. People love just hearing our opinions. Although it's only two of us today, but we have Chad's not with us today, but we have his rankings. We have the average of us three like normal. And then when we go through them team by team, I will let you know what each of us thought of all your teams. So. Chad, Chad's with uh, us in spirit. I, I may just like cut up some of his previous words and like make him say ridiculous shit on the podcast. Well, be the, the true test will be, so we just had to stop recording and re-recording. So if the transition isn't seamless, then you know Chad had no part of this podcast. Uh, no, the transition is going to be fucking horrible. I'm, yeah. I'm nowhere near as good as Chad. I'm yeah. very bad. Um, so yeah, it's going to be disgusting. So enjoy that. All right. So with that, let's dive into a combination of going through the rankings. Um, and this is the, the aggregate of me, Chad, and Ad's rankings, starting from 14 to 1. Um, we'll begin with 14, talk about the team, and kind of preview some of the matchup and uh, – add some color and then and uh, excited to make fun of everybody in in the uh, actual chat so with this we'll start with team number 14 in the aggregate rankings this was unanimous um number 14 andrew itzler andrew itzler um coming off a, a last place season uh it's going to start in last place to start but who knows we've, we've been wrong before we've seen stranger things happen he could vault up but as of right now with his team we're, we're looking at a, at a 14th rank yes so i, I can so this for the, you know, some people don't, uh, who, some people who listen are not in the league. So the team's not terrible. So the start, his starting lineup right now is got Tua, who was a main proponent of his uh, PowerPoint presentation, the Dolphins. Uh, CD Lamb, Devontae Parker, then James Conner and Zach Moss at running back. Gross. Kyle Pitts at tight end. And then Nicole Harmon and Mike Williams round up the flex. And then I would say some of the key reserves are Shepard and Coleman, I guess he's been getting some buzz that he's going to be the lead back. So that can actually be a pretty good, uh, you know, bench guy, possibly flex option for Itzler. And then it kind of really tails off after that. 
I think his best shot after that is if Latavius signs somewhere in like week five because of an injury. You know what I mean? That could actually play well for him if he doesn't cut him. But yeah, yeah. outside of that, I I, I think it's it's uh, not the best. But I, I will say, and, and to your point before, being ranked last now with the lowest projection at 132 is nowhere near being ranked last two, three years ago when we had people scoring like 98s, like myself. And the, you know what I mean? We, I feel like the floor has gotten much higher. Yeah, I mean, week one, I feel like the projections are a little always, like, boosted. Um, it always just seems like that. And then the algo, whatever, they kind of figure out where people actually stand because you don't know who's going to be, like, the lead target guy, the lead back in some of these situations. So I feel like the – and especially when bye weeks hit, teams like this, like Itzler's team, and most of the lower-ranked teams don't have a ton of depth. And then you also have – I mean – Kyle Pitts is a rookie tight end. I don't know how much – I mean, tight end's not the biggest position, even if he's, like, a low-end tight end. That's probably realistic because it doesn't take a lot to be a low-end tight end one. But he could have two running backs who are backups sooner than later. Like, would it shock you if Connor and Moss were not the lead back by, like, week two or three? It wouldn't shock me if Connor and Moss got injured week one. Well, they're I'm not going to say injured, but just, like – guys either. So. Yeah, they're just, like, part of a committee back in my opinion um so that's that's tough i mean if coleman can emerge and beat out uh what's his face the rookie on the jet carter yep then then this i mean i don't know if it boosts them that much he's you know and these rankings are not by your division he's in a he's in the tough division so wins are gonna be hard to come by but this is strictly just based on the roster i mean yeah i mean he's starting to do the rebuild with tua and lamb Williams is like someone who's like, I feel like I'm giving up on him at this point, but the talent's there and like the offense is there. Like you kind of want a piece of the Chargers offense. And then Pitts. So if Pitts does become this prolific, basically cheat code at tight end. Then it kind of like, you know, makes it more of a scary matchup, but I don't know. The top three running backs being Connor Moss and Shep and Coleman is, is, is rough. It's not, not <laughs> ideal. So we under, understand why it's Itzler's ranked 14th, but like I said, um, stranger things have happened. Maybe maybe some things go his way. I don't um, think we maybe maybe you Eric one year, but the last place team is not normally who you think is because teams run to injuries. That's always part of that. Like if yeah. a team just gets crushed with injuries, they're like I came in 13th, Douche came in 13th. Like it's not last, but it's like teams that for for that year were probably ranked top five or just there's always one of those teams that just gets crushed. Yeah, and there are definitely some teams I feel like at the top that don't have much depth, although they have have a good start. So I mean, I th- I think that uh, easily could go that way. Yeah. Um, moving on, we'll go to go to team thirteen, where I, I I was really hoping to to rank him much higher this year with with all the draft capital and the hype coming in, but it, it's it's not looking great to start, and that's going to be Matt Kojak at thirteen. Um, Ad, you want to read off his his squad or start? Sure. Uh, this was also unanimous. Uh, we all had him ranked thirteen, so there's no disparity there. It's been talked about maybe in a separate group chat, but the, the name Crispy Kareem Donuts is objectively a funny name, but he doesn't have a Kareem Hunt or any Kareem. I think there's a couple IDPs with the first or last name of Kareem. He doesn't own a Kareem. It's just a bizarre, like some, some teams you got the Tiz and the Nick and the Duches of the world who don't change their name. They've been the same name. And there's other teams like me and other people like to change their name based on the new player they have, the new favorite player is a clever name, which is fine. I like, I like both. 
the Krispy Kreme donuts just doesn't make any, and he had like seven first this year. So we had so many new players to come in and rename and rebrand the team. And then he goes with Kareem Hunt, who you own. Just bizarre. Yeah. Got to respect it. I mean, he and, and he hasn't wavered. We've mentioned this in the chat. We've tagged him, and he's just holding strong. So I, I have to respect it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this will be his, his forever name. Maybe this yeah. is it. But the roster is uh, QB, Justin Herbert, then wide receivers Ridley and Devontae Smith, Najee Harris and Damian Harris. Uh, Pat Fairmuth at tight end, and then Kenyon Drake and Darnell Mooney at the flex. I would say some key bench players will be the rookie Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, both the Jets that he took this year. Um, it sucks that Travis Etienne had to get hurt. That's a wait and see for next year. Possibly, like, we'll never be the same player ever again, which is really unfortunate. And we'll, you know, we can talk about that. That's probably the first like big offseason piece that's happened for any of these rosters. is ETN going out with a foot injury. And that, that's kind of it, I would say, that has any kind of like flex upside. I mean, I don't know why he took Jalen Hurts unless he just wants to trade him, but Kojak doesn't trade. I guess he trades a lot, but Herbert's a cornerstone dynasty quarterback. He won. Yeah. He, he had Hurts from last year. So I, I don't even hate at this point. If he doesn't cut him, I get it. You have the rushing upside and you get rid of him week one. I But like, I think like Kendrick Bourne, like Dawson Knox, Deontay Harris, Conley. Bowden, they could all get caught week one for him. You know, those are oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be on the waiver wire. Like, they shouldn't be on anyone's roster. I thought you were about to just say they could be flex players. No, like, no, no, none of them. I The only ones I think, like I said, Ertz, Moore, I guess, Hurts, and Carter. That's, I mean, that's really it. Like I said, so, he's, he's, he's not very deep. So this is one where, like, I think the, the depth is the same issue as Itzler, maybe more so. And it's just, it's young. It's a super young. He's starting three rookies right off the bat. And we've already said tight end rookies take a lot longer to develop. And Fairmouth did not have the hype and the profile that Pitts had or the draft capital. I mean, that's just a lot to ask. I know he's had a great camp hype, but it's still a lot to throw in there and expect him to give you decent points. And we just don't know what Devontae Smith. I mean, Najee Harris is going to get the volume, so his floor probably seems pretty good. you got to play him, obviously. It's a one-on-one. The flexes are pretty flaws. Yeah, Kenny Drake might be carry. Like, he may not put up flex numbers at all this year, depending on how much carries he get if he get hurt. You know what I mean? I, I don't like that. Darnell Mooney, I was never the biggest Mooney fan. And Marty, Mooney's getting projected for week to week, ten, oh, basically 11 points a week. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I that's crazy. That's really high. Um, Obviously, I think if we were doing a, like, uh, three-year outlook team, maybe he'd be ranked a little higher. Yeah, but as it stands right now, we don't know how these rookies are going to be. I mean, if they hit, and even even if they like moderately hit, great, obviously quarterback Ridley and Devontae Smith, great core. You got your Bell Cal, Najee Harris, and you kind of build from there. And that that is a good core for the rebuild. Good young core. I don't know what his first situation looks like in years from now, but it doesn't really matter for these rankings. But and then if Etienne can come back and you know, prove the history wrong with that type of injury. But obviously that bolsters his lineup a lot because if you had ETN in there instead of Mooney, I mean, that is huge because ETN would have got a lot of touches, a lot of carries. Um, I also too, I, I feel like I would put Elijah Moore over Mooney. Like I feel like Elijah Moore is going to get some targets. I know, I, just, I know you're less high on him than me. I like him a lot, but I, I think he's going to get some targets. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate him if he did that. No, but we'll see. Um, we will see. So moving on. Um, number 12, a familiar face that has not finished above position 11 um, would be myself. Um, so I will I will take that one. Um, well, before you read your roster, so I had you ranked 10th, the highest of the three. Appreciate and that. then you and Chad ranked you 12. I think I think it's fair. Um, like I said, I, I don't think my team's bad. It's it's much improved from years years prior. Um, but it's just comparisonly, we have we have a very strong league. So um, rolling what I, what I'm what I'm rolling out at current. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback. Hopefully that's the future. Um, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, uh, the, AJ the Sauce, Dylan, Kareem, Krispy Kreme, Hunt, <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Goddard, Brandon Ayuk, Corey Davis. So not the worst starting lineup in the world. Um, some notable uh, guys on the bench: Jarvis Landry, uh, Brian Edwards, who's actually um, Terrell Owens and um, Randy Moss combined. Um, we have Justin Fields. Hopefully he becomes the next rushing threat, maybe Cole Komet or Ramondre. So I have some players that could be something likely will be nothing. Um, but we'll see. So not, not the best team, but not the worst team. Oh, you got great handcuffs. Yeah. I mean, Mac is coming back from Achilles, but you know, mature Madison's always a great handcuff to have great handcuff and Stevenson tore it up in the preseason and you're, that's starting for, I mean, I'm not a big Corey Davis fan, but you can't ignore last year and the opportunity he's going to have on the Jets mm -hmm. now. That's a strong four wide receivers you're rolling out there. Yeah, very, like, very happy. Lawrence is stud. Higgins is, I still think, underrated because they brought in Chase, but he's so good. I love him. I, I love Higgins. And I, you proved me wrong. That was a great, I mean, we talked about that, I think, last or two podcasts, getting those two at the end of the first round was awesome. Yeah. And Corey Davis and then, yeah, I mean, I don't love Edwards, but he obviously has the chance to be a flex upside guy. Yep. And I, I'm not gonna say that's it, but it's probably, and then Jarvis Landry. So you got two good flex worthy possible. And then maybe Stevenson takes over, you know, that, that Patriots running back. So I had you 10th. So I had you higher than a few other people than, than you and Chad had yourself. So, cause I looked at your lineup, like this is good. This is good to win some games or projected 132 without a kicker. So you'll be near 140 when you put in a kicker. I mean, that's that's the 140 mark. 140, 150 is usually the barometer of like a pretty good week. Let's go. So <laughs> you're playing Itzler, who we had ranked last. I mean, this could be. I mean, there's more weeks this year, but it's like big for last place. I mean, this is already you already got the the matchup of the two lower ranked teams. So this is huge. It's it's. I'll probably put it in the chat, but we'll probably have to bet on this this fantasy out uh, matchup. So. We'll discuss. We'll discuss um, wager. Yeah, I'd be happy. I mean, you haven't – I didn't like your draft this year, so maybe if you, like, did something different with your draft this year and not addressed quarterback and tight end. But, like, I don't know, just something, like, more skill guys to be like, oh, look at his depth – like, look at his bench. He's got, like, three guys maybe waiting. And then, then even, like, then this lineup looks really good. But it's still – it's not the best team you've had, but it's – it's decent. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with everything that you said in that analysis. So I, I have no complaints there. Um, moving on. Um, we'll go to, to number 11. Um, our other fearless co-host, um, Chad Patterson coming in. I, I think we all had him around this range. Was this, was this unanimous at or no? This was unanimous 11th ranked for Chad. Unanimous 11. I'm going to, going to say it on the podcast. Um, and for those of you that, uh, that, um, 
are not not aware, I did actually release the power rankings a short while ago. So an exciting thing out there. Um, have a lot of negative hate for uh, Diami Brown. And that's Trap. his team name yeah. for Chad. Yeah, unfortunately, just do not like Diami Brown as a player. I'm going to plant my flag in his failure. Um, if he proves me wrong, more than happy to eat eat um, a bunch of dicks. So send them all my way if he does do well, Chad. But uh, look, looking down at his starting lineup um, at 11, again, not a bad team whatsoever. Has a bright dynasty outlook. Um, Ryan Townahill uh, at quarterback. Justin Jefferson at Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Devil Singletary at running back. Mike Kosicki at tight end and Gallup and Cole Beasley rounding out the starting lineup. I do like Pollard a lot this year. I feel like they're going to give him more work. Add to tell me if you disagree there. Um, and obviously he's got Joe Burrow, who could be a, a dynasty darling quarterback for, for years to come. And his uh, first or uh, second uh, round rookie this year, Amon Ra, who's been getting some buzz and, and some opportunity there. So again, not, not, not a bad team, just like I said, when comparatively against others, um, it's not going to stack up as much. And like I said, it's definitely not as deep as, as it could be. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he finally hit on some draft picks last two years with um, obviously Jefferson and Swift. Gallup still, I think he'll eventually, he's a good flex play, especially when Dak healthy now. And he'll, I think he'll eventually be on another team. He'll get paid Agreed. and be a, you know, maybe not a wide receiver one on a team, but a high, you know, high volume wide receiver two. But yeah, then like I thought the Wayne Gallman was a good waiver use. I Absolutely. I, I cannot see Mike Davis starting and bell cowing for that many games in a row. Like it, it either gets hurt or they're going to be a committee and committee is not really startable, but it's still worth a waiver on. Um, we've seen Gallman do decent with volume and all the teams. And yeah, I mean, he's got like two studs in his lineup with Jefferson and Swift. Singletary is like kind of like Moss. It's like, who the hell? I, you don't know, but could be Singletary. And then, yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley stays underrated, I guess. I just, now with everything going on, it's like, is he going to be able to play in every game? But the Detroit Lions depth charts wide open. We talked about our draft recap last time. There's no reason why Brown can't be the wide receiver one or two. And I'll, I like Diamond Brown. I mean, you're. I think you admitted it, just kind of McLaurin projection. And obviously McLaurin's going to be you know, the main guy on that team, but I mean, I like Brown out of college. So I think it's a, I think it's a solid team. I think 11 is appropriate. And obviously Chad agrees because that's where he ranked himself. Yeah. I, I would think that, I don't know what the tier is because I obviously have teams ranked a little different, but it feels like maybe the bottom three don't have playoff upside. Do you think Chad's team has playoff upside? I don't. I don't think he's deep enough. I okay. think that's his issue. I think his starters do, and if they stay healthy and Cole Beasley plays, yeah. But I don't think he's deep enough to make a run. That's I okay. think that's his issue. And then would you say the next team we're going to say is the last of the grouping that don't have playoff upside, or do you think this maybe this next team has playoff upside? I, I, right I, I think he does as an owner. I th I think he 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 can figure it out. Do I think he does? I, I don't think the team makes it, but I think he can. I think Damn, it's throwing shit. Chad's a good – I like Chad's an owner. Anyway, so number 10, who uh, – this might be the lowest he's ever been ranked in oh, oh, power oh, ranking. Oh, Ad, Ad, I thought you were talking about the – number 10. I wasn't talking about Chad there. 
Yeah, I was. But you were saying as an old, I thought you, I was saying does this next pick, who's Rogers, yes. end the playoff tier? And you were saying you trust Rogers to figure it out. I'm like, well, I, I can trust Chad to figure it out. I, I know. I, I understand that as well. I just, I think Rogers' team at base makes him have to do less. Do you, I, like, I'm, I'm not saying that Chad's a bad owner and can't figure it out. I'm just saying I think Rogers' team needs less work. All right. So this is what we may disagree. So Rogers comes in at number 10, three time champ, easily the lowest he's ever been ranked. Um, he's always at least top three. I feel like every year, maybe last year, he was ranked a little lower. I'm looking at where I ranked him last year. I am two last year. So, okay. So I guess nothing really changed from last year. 10 by far the lowest. I had him ranked 12th and you and Chad both had him ranked 10th. So I had you and Chad ranked above Rogers. And I will admit, I kind of forgot Michael Thomas was waiting on his IR spot when I did that. But when I was looking at his team and I'll read down his roster if I can find footsteps, Falco. So he's lost so many people. So he's Stafford, a quarterback, then Chris Godwin and Tim Patrick starting. Like, I mean, if you want to assume that's Michael Thomas, whatever, but Michael Thomas may not be the same Michael Thomas. Then McCaffrey and Mike Davis, Austin Hooper, and then David Johnson and Jamal Williams in his flex. I mean, he's got Fuller on the bench, which has some upside. I'm surprised he's probably not starting him. He's suspended. Suspended. So there you go. Um, and then T.Y. Hillens hurt. I mean, I guess I didn't realize how many hurt or suspended. Yeah, guys. I think that's he just has some injuries. So if he can survive like a couple of weeks and then and get some people back, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got to survive first. And so I was just thinking, I was looking like if he's also in the worst division. So I mean, there's more players obviously on each team, but would you take McCaffrey and Godwin or Jefferson and Swift? As as in literally just this year. I get. I pre- that's the thing. It just right. I, I mean, McCaffrey and Godwin down the line. I take I take Chad. I think that's yeah. I get. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. We are doing it. Like not think of both. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I know it's hard, but that's what I'm saying. Just for this year, that's that's what I'm looking at. And I think I think I think he does have the better chance. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. So, like, you know, how long is Fuller spent for? I think it's just the first game. I don't know what he did, to be honest with you. So, in theory, his his full lineup will be Godwin my, at, by week five or six, Michael Thomas, and then instead of David Johnson and Jamal Williams, it's Fuller and Fuller gets hurt all the time anyway, and Hilton's getting old either too. I'm sticking with it. No, that, and that's fine. I I also like that that he's got a couple of good like handcuffs too. Because think about it, after Chris Carson what's going to happen in Seattle and after Carter or Tevin Coleman suck, he's got the two guys that guys actually will rotate in. So I think he's got some handcuffs at running back too to like help him weather a storm if he needs to. Right. So that, I'm, I'm sticking with that. And I'm not saying it's a great team because it's definitely the worst team that I think he's had in the league, but I think, I think it does have playoff upside, but low, low playoff upside. You're right. He would need to like tread 500 until he gets everyone back exactly. and then everyone's back, like clicking. Exactly. Yeah, and then he goes on this run. I feel like we had the same conversation last year. He was kind of bound through the same shit. And then we're like, if he gets all these guys back, watch out. But, and he missed the playoffs for the first time last year. He did. He did. So he's definitely on the downslope. Didn't have any first this year. Drafted Tooney. Waste of pick. So I don't know what his first situations look like. Uh, 2022, 2023. Obviously, I mean, you're right. He still has a good core of guys. I don't know. I, 
I'm not on the uh, Jameis is going to unleash Michael Thomas thing because he's Mr. Slant. Got the nickname for a reason. I, I, I don't think it was he ran a bunch of slants because Drew Brees had to, couldn't throw it deep. He couldn't really throw it deep, but I think he just ran slants because that's what he's best at. And it helps if you have one of the most accurate quarterbacks ever. And I, I just don't see, I don't see Winston Pep like being like, I, don't, I just don't see it. I don't see Thomas being this like downhill threat all of a sudden just because Winston can hockey. No, I, 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 I 100% agree with that, but I still think he will be a, a very, um, uh, I was going to say sizable, but I, I know that's not the correct word, but a, a useful receiver for him. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be the same level of production that he used to be. Um, he was hurt last year and got hurt, had to do more surgery in the offseason. He does. 20, he, 28 years I, old. I did look. Um, he does have Itzler's 2023 first in that class. So that, that's, that's, a nice, that's a nice pick to have. And then he has his own first next year. So, Okay. All right. So, all right. Add, I think we're here to tank. I'll pro- I'll propose this to you. If you're Rogers, do you blow this up like week six? Like do I would you- I would see where I'm at. If I'm two and four, I look to I look to sell Godwin or Thomas. You obviously keep McCaffrey. Yeah. Unless you can get like three for you know, unless you can yeah, get yeah. an offer that's worth it. But I don't see him doing that. But yeah, I mean, find some win now teams, give him some win now players. Why not? Like he could definitely sell high Mike Davis on like week five if he's still healthy and doing somewhat well and sell him for some, some value too. You know what I mean? I think he could do a nice job selling this off. Yeah. Uh, if he wanted to. For sure. But all right, moving on to number nine on the list. Um, obviously just went down, but we're looking at Rob Seckler. So I, I am happy for Rob just because of the fact he, he has been the one that's probably been the hit hardest um, when it comes to draft, when it comes to injuries. And I think I think he got a got a lucky a lucky item back for him with the ATN injury, uh, so I think that definitely helps him a lot. Um, du- duly appointed Federal Marshal. Um, reading down his list, um, his starting lineup is very formidable. I think, and and correct me if you, if you disagree, but looking at Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Tyler Boyd at receiver, Jerry Judy, um, David Montgomery, James Robinson, George Kittle. Michael Pittman and Darrell Henderson. So with, with injuries and with everything going on there, I think that's a really formidable starting lineup like that. That can make some noise. I think, I think Quintus Sivas is the worst player in the NFL um, and notable on his bench though. Russell Gage could have some value. Kenneth Gainwell, I think can have some value. I think Terrace Marshall is a great, great pick for him. I think that's awesome. He's got a really strong receiving core um, and we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. DPJ could have a good season uh, to be honest with you. They love him and they want to get him involved. So I think he's got some players on his bench too that uh, that can help him kind of through any stretches. I agree with everything you said. I think for sure this team has playoff upside for Definitely. sure, especially in that division, but you know, the power ranking. So Chad had him the highest at seventh and me and you had him at um, nine. Chad's a firm believer right on that top six tier. But yeah, I mean, he's as much as he got hurt two years ago, like you were saying, the draft and injuries, it's like, boom, ETN goes down. Boom, Cam Akers goes down. And now he has two. I mean, I know they signed Sony Michelle, but you got to think Henderson still got flex upside. Yep. Um, it's a good lineup. Like, boy, Lamar's fantasy monster. I, I think Judy's awesome. Like, yep. I think people yeah. like, I know he came out with a lot of hype. He had like over 800 yards with a no bad quarter. I don't know. I feel like people were like, pro, like, kind of I know Sun's coming back I just don't understand like I feel like there was a negative 
attention on Judy. I, I didn't really understand. I've, I've uh, seen at least maybe 60 offers for Judy and find all of them. So that's where we are. I agree with you. I love Judy. Um, I think he's very underrated and I really don't understand why. And then until uh, Hilton's back, Pittman's going to be the man there. Yep. You would think. I like Pittman just in general. Like Pittman did great last year. Like he, he did nothing to show me that he can't perform um, as, a, as a wide receiver one down the line. So. And then if Kittle can be in that, you know, top three or four tight end range, it kind of makes up for whatever you may lack in flex, which I think is flex is fine. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you hate Cephas. He's got an opportunity. And I agree with everyone else. You said on the depth chart, I love Terrence Marshall. Um, Gage should, I think, come close to having a thousand yards this year. Yeah. Um, so he's got the depth. You never know. Gainwell, you know, Sanders gets hurt. Now he's on the committee with Scott, you know, whatever. It's, I think it's a good handcuff to have. It's a good team. I think Gainwell could, could be in that Naheem Hines type of role. I think they're a very similar type of player and he could have value. So I, I, projected I almost 160. Play. Yeah, that's Pretty good. Rob, don't blow this up, man. Just, I want you to make, make a playoff run. Don't sell. Push for the playoffs. Has uh, he ever, he's made the playoffs before. I think, yeah, I think only you, I'll check right now. You can keep going. It might just be me at this point. No. You sure? I am sure, but I will check right now while you're doing yeah, the next yeah. So we're, we're going to read off our, our number eight. Um, th this team, I feel like, has underperformed each year, um, mainly because of draft picks. Um, he, he could easily be a Tiz-like dynasty, unfortunately, has not hit on these draft picks. But he's got a good team, and he's got playoff upside. So reading off this roster, we're looking at Russell Wilson at QB, still one of the best fantasy quarterbacks out there. Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett, great one and two. Saquon and Leonard Fournette um, could have huge upside, could have absolutely nothing. Um, Mark Andrews at tight end is great. And then rounding out Robert Woods and number two overall pick, Jamar Chase. Um, some notables on his bench. You don't know if Henry Ruggs is going to live up to the expectations. Uh, possible. Evan Ingram, same thing as well. Uh, Sony Michelle, the day they got traded, has some upside. Um, Trey Sermon, Nico Collins. So he he's definitely has depth. This is a team that I think has some depth if some of these players pan out. Some of them could be terrible, like Rashad Penny's get out of here. But um, we have we have some that I think he he has uh, he can sustain some injuries. Sure, and you're right. You were the only team not to make the playoffs. I yeah, no, no. I was thinking Jack about that because Itzler hit it earlier. Um, Itzler it's made the championship. Itzler came in in the, in the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for Ridge, I had him sixth. You had him seventh. And Chad had him eighth. So relatively similar-ish. Uh, I agree. It's just like it's all in Saquon. If he returns to Saquon, then this team obviously has playoff upside. It becomes like a scary threat. I'm, I'm not really worried about Jamar Chase. Oh my, I mean, the only thing I've been worried about for Jamar Chase from the beginning is just targets because he's got two other good receivers and a really good running back. So that, that's really it. I'm not – took a year and a half off of playing football. You're going to have you're gonna have some rust. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, and Woods has always been underrated. Great, you know, another, like you said, good tight end. He's got some depth. I still believe in Rager. I do like the I love the sermon and Collins picks this year to help his depth. So it's a it's a good team. It's definitely um, I feel like like you said he's been underperforming and we worried we were worried about this Tiz Ridge ring on the league, and for some reason this hasn't clicked with Ridge. I mean Barkley being hurt for the that one year didn't help, but yeah, I feel like if we just if Sony Michelle can take that backfield. And he doesn't have to rely on Fournette. This will be a much scarier lineup, I think. But 
Oh yeah. That's really the only like blemish, and that's not a huge blemish as Fournette, but it's like the only one I'm like, eh, on. And he's projected twelve. Yeah, like I said, the project week one projections are wonky. So, yeah, it's a good team. Uh, definitely, definitely playoff upside. A tougher division, but um, I feel like eighth feels right. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Um, moving on to to number seven, uh, another team with playoff upside here, um, but with no picks in this draft. So, you were really fun to uh, to rank your draft, Greg. Um, Josh Allen at quarterback. Um, so obviously that's elite fantasy upside there. Tyree Kill and Julio Jones um, is not worth a first. I'm not going to give them to you, Greg. Um, running back Miles Gaskin and Giovanni Bernard. So that's where it may get a little hairy. Um, Logan Thomas at tight end. Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks rounding out the top um, flex spots. So um, this is by far, so before, this is yeah. by far the first team that we had that we as a podcast have wildly different rankings. All these others, we were within I think two for every single team up until now. So for Greg, the highest was you, Eric, ranking fourth overall. Yep. I had him seventh and Chad ninth, which if we remember for other podcasts, Chad has the like, it's like whatever the opposite of the kiss of death is. Like if he kind of like thinks a really good team is a little overrated, then they have a really good year that year. I think like he ranked Duke really low and he was, he came in like second. But the next year he came in 13th, he was just a year early. So this may actually be a really good thing for, for Greg to hear as Chad's really low on him. But four, high is four, low is nine. That's – and it, before you get – it has to go – it has to be because of the running backs. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I, I clearly do levitate towards running backs that are handcuffs and have opportunities. And he has a lot of them that have a lot of opportunity but could also do nothing. Like Boston Scott, like you have Damian Williams, you have Gurley may get signed down the line. You obviously have Patterson. Like there's so many of them. Obviously, he just signed out. He had Bell the entire time that we just found out about Carlos Hyde. So I think he's got a, a lot in that rotation. It's the same thing. He's just making it work with Black Magic on the waiver. Um, but it's that's that's really what I think you that. did. I think you ranked him fourth on ownership ability and not the roster you have in front of you. But I think I think he already proved it with the ownership ability by putting together the team before any of the injuries occurred. Like he had already had Le'Veon Bell before he got signed. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that this is in place here. That I he know. So what? Him. You're just assuming anyone he picks up is just going to hit? No, no. But like what I'm I'm saying, all of these have the potential to hit. Like he set himself up for this situation. I, I, I you know. know what I mean, like I mean, I like had him. I I, agree. I I get what you're saying, but I just I don't think well. the current roster right now is a top four roster. I just I don't agree, but the, he's probably got one if not the best receiving cores. Oh yeah, absolutely. With with Hill, Joe. I mean, Julio's gonna take a step back. He ha- I mean, he was the alpha. I know they had Ridley, but AJ Brown's better. I, I think he's better than Calvin. Ridley. Yeah. And so I mean, we'll see. And they you know they run more in Tennessee than they did in Atlanta, and they'll be up more than they were in Atlanta. So a lot a lot of factors. To why Julio could have a little digress, but I love Julio. I mean, of course, he's Julio. Well, so Payne's gonna trade him, but it all worked out. I think Keenan Allen's gonna have a huge, huge year this year. I think he has like top five wide receiver upside, um, at least top ten. Like I would bank anything he'll be a wide receiver one this year. So whatever Julio may digress in, I don't know where Keenan Allen finished last year. Um, he didn't even have a thousand yards, so probably high wide receiver two. But I think he'll. He had 100 catches, so I mean, it's a lot of catches. I still, 
think he'll get more than 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. I don't know about the TDs, but I just think he'll be really good this year. But it is just – I'm currently, currently looking at it. His bench is not good, like, at all. He has Sammy and then no one that you could possibly put in the flex and be comfortable with in the flex. I I, 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 I get what I'm saying. So it, it, I think we're, we're on the same page there. I think as of right now, correct, playing against another team week one, no, his team's bad. But I think the fact that he already set up his future things like with injuries built in down the line, he's not, it's not like I'm projecting him to make future moves. I don't think he has to make any future moves. I think it's already built in here. All right. I mean, in his current, I mean, it's going to work out, trust me, because it's Greg, but his current running back two is the running back three on the team. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I, I get that. It, but he has enough talent everywhere else to kind of make up for that, for sure. And he's still projected almost 150 points. And obviously, if you know, all it takes is two of these wide receivers to go off. He'll probably win the week. It's just, if he has this lineup, all things going, and bye weeks start happening, and he's going to have to play Boston Scott and Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, it's just like, it's not great, but it's definitely, if I had to make predictions on who's going to make the playoffs and I have Greg ranked seventh, I'd probably put him in four or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that, I do trust him to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of looking at the lineup and being like, but I get what you're saying. It's like probably two of these handcuffs will hit just because running backs get injured. Like they're exactly. like, yeah, there's yeah. no, not at 32 starting running backs don't stay healthy the whole year. 30, I mean. But uh, definitely the most controversial team, fourth to ninth. I kind of split split you and Chad down the middle almost with seventh. But that is a wild uh, thing. But there, there's one on the team, the very next team that has almost the same range, not quite as wide, but um, I guess I could just do it. So coming at sixth yeah. is Wire. So Chad had him ranked the highest at fourth. Eric at sixth, and me at eighth. Uh, Mixed around who had who high as far as uh, between Chad and I mean between Greg and Wire, but um, let me pull up Wire's team. And Wire always feels like I feel like every year for the last three dark horse team, dark horse team. Oh yeah, he's not like ranked amongst like the top two or three, but he can make the playoffs and like you don't want you know blah blah. And it just seems like it's like we're just waiting for him to like get in the playoffs and win a playoff game. But starting live is Matt Ryan, A.J. Brown, Chase Claypool, running back Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon, Hawkinson at tight end, and then Robbie Anderson and OBJ as flex. Um, some, you know, nice reserves, I guess, Kenny Galladay. I don't hate him either. I think he's got upside in the, in the, the passing game. Okay, McKissick, like and then – I think that's why I had him rank lower. I, I, his bench isn't that great. Like at all. I mean, losing acres suck. So that, 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 the Tyson, well, they just signed Levy on Bell, but I mean, maybe Tyson Williams gets in the mix there. And, you know, I, Matt, I, th- I think I did the exact same thing here where I, he already has built in protection. Like we already have Eckler hurt and he already had built in uh, Josh Kelly there. So like that's potential upside. Like Salvin Ahmed, we don't know the situation with the gas. And I think I did the exact same thing with Greg with wire. Um, for built-in kind of insulation down the line. So, so that I, makes sense why I had Greg, like, wire eight and Greg seven. Yeah, yeah, like, literally I did the same. They're, like, kind of sim- – I'm not similar. Like, I thought Greg had better starters. Both had kind of dumpy benches. Yeah, but then, I like, Greg starters more than wire, so I had Greg ranked above wire. But wire just has a bunch of guys. Like, I'm just not – I've never been a big Aaron Jones guy. 
he seems to do well. I think that was that one year he had like 14 touchdowns. I was like, he has, to, he has to regress. Still ended up with 1,100 yards and nine TDs. So like, good on you. Like, and two catching touchdowns. So still you have to assume AJ Dillon gets goal line. Right. You have to guess that. But I I don't know. I still don't really know who's the Pittsburgh wide receiver to own. I did. Did we make that bet? Was that this year or last year? It was last year. I lost. I gave like Juju like plus points, and he didn't come. Like I think he was still third. Okay. Or maybe he was like close to Deontay, but I think Claypool won it pretty hand. I really don't remember. Yeah. It's like I, I feel I like you just, I feel like those three rotate as Juju seems way below the other two now, which he caught like a ton of ball. He just didn't get any touchdowns. But I feel like those three kind of rotate every week, whoever catches the touchdown is like, this is who the wide like this is the dynasty wide receiver one for the Steelers. And like you want this receiver. So like I like him having Claypool. I just don't know. He can end up being the wide receiver three on that team. It wouldn't like would it? I wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, Do you think OBJ is due for a bounce back here? I kind of hope he doesn't because we played better without him down the stretch. Um, Interesting. I, I I love if if we're doing talking redraft, I love OBJ this year for the value. Right. Um, do I think he's going to have a bounce back year? I genuinely don't know. Like, I, I, I really don't know. I think he, he will fit into the offense better if he doesn't. But I think for just the value and where he is right now for redraft, I love him. And maybe maybe Amari Rogers carves out a wide receiver two role. That could be that could be good. I did like him out of Clemson. I do, love, I do love sick, Chuba. Sick of trade I, I heard Chuba's actually going to beat out McCaffrey by week two is the rumor that I've been hearing. Some um, beat writers are reporting that. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of beat writers are talking. I mean, it's it's probably one of the like the better handcuffs to have. Oh, absolutely. So, I agree with you. I would have drafted him if he um, was still there for me at twenty-two or whatever pick I had, but I took Ramondre, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he was where we have him at six. Yeah, sixth overall. Yeah, I mean, I still think I think Greg and Bridge are better, but I, I get why you guys had him ranked high because he's got some studs on his lineup. If you and then, oh, we I, didn't talk I, about Greg, it. I had Greg four. I think Chad had Greg, Chad had Greg was uh was right, but you both oh yeah, you're right, you're right. So Chad had him four and then you had him yeah. So you had you both had him higher than I did. But with um you know the Lions having no one to pass to, I mean Hawkinson is kind of like the guy you expect yeah. to get a shit ton of targets. Um what do you have 67 last year, Yahoo saying or 100, 101 for 67 catches? You gotta think that goes up. You know, the more these tight ends develop and get used to the offense, new quarterback. But you got to think he'll be the recipient of them just having nobody to throw it to. Yeah, agree. I actually I drafted Hawkinson like an hour ago in, in a draft that I'm still currently. Yeah, he's been like the because everyone's like, all right, you got the, the clear top three or four. Who's that fifth? And now it feels like it's like for sure Hawkinson is the fifth. That's what I feel like amongst Twitter Twitter vibes. I feel like Hawkinson's now in that category of like. All right, we have the top five. Who's the six? Now it's like kind of clear who the, or maybe even Hawkinson's above Pitts for this year, which I, I think that'd be fair to rank Hawkinson above Pitts for just this yeah, year. We haven't seen Pitts do anything, right? So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I love that Josh changed his. I uh, now giving it away. Changed his his avatar. It's just this fat ass in leggings. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I did. I didn't actually notice the the avatar before, so that's funny. But that that will give away. Um, our number five team um, ranked overall. I know this was not unanimous, but it was close. I think we were all very similar around him. Uh, Josh, no. I mean, 
So I had him fifth, Chad had him sixth, you had him eighth. Oh, wow. So, wow. You, so you had Wire above him, Ridge above him, and Greg above him, who we all di- we've already discussed yeah. up until this point. So you were the lowest on Josh. I was the highest on Josh by one to Chad. Um, you want to go through his lineup? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So start, starting a quarterback, um, ages wonder Tom Brady. We have Cooper Cup and DJ Chark, um, Zeke Elliott and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Jared Cook at tight end, Deontay Johnson and Raheem Mostert starting, uh, running out the, the starting lineup. And then uh, some notable names, Naheem Hines, um, Ben Jefferson could have upside. I know we love Christian Kirk, um, Mark Waddle, um, Zach Wilson, Jamar Jefferson's getting to my, so he does have a deep bench. I will, I will definitely give him that. Um, I just, I, I think my issue with Josh is I, I don't like his starters as much. I don't, I really don't like Chark. I've never really liked Chark. Um, I, I think there's just some of those players um, that I'm not the biggest fans of, but Josh, Josh, consistently does well um he consistently tries to make the playoffs like he always outperforms where i feel like we think he's going to land so i mean he's in the playoff range yeah i'm looking at it now and i'm almost like liking other teams more yeah but I, don't, I, do I, like, I don't like it starters as much that's the issue but i think that his two running like zeke and i think both of those guys could be really good like i'm not as high on gibson as far as like redraft like it's going like beginning of round two yeah. type of value but i still think gibson has like really high upside especially oh yeah on how many catches he can get and then i th- i think zeke personally is going to be a if if that can stay healthy in the zach martin shit but that was an injury it was covid but i think he's going to have a monster year this year i know it's kind of like i was surprised that redraft rankings had him still top four because usually if any running back kind of has like an off year which zeke still almost had a thousand yards rushing at 330 catching like okay um and they were like getting their ass kicked there all the time so but i just think he's gonna have like a top at least top five seed which is like which you expect that so maybe like a top three running back yeah. one upside top season and cooper cup i still love him you get you get staff daddy there to help him there deontay we just kind of talked about like could he be if he is the wide receiver one that's huge i don't know what to make the san francisco running backs either like i guess most are who you want now 13 projection seems a little high but then I, I think by week two he's going to start Waddle and his flex over him, like quickly. Yeah. Like I do like Waddle a lot. So, and Cook's a good time. I mean, it's just it's a good. This starting lineup's good. Maybe the bench isn't like as deep as I thought. He's got some guys for sure, but I know now I'm kind of like reconsidering if I should have had him this high. But I still like the team. I, yeah, so I, I kind of agree with you is, that even if he is eighth, it's still a potential playoff team. So I don't think that I don't want to take anything away from that, but agree. I, I like other teams better. Yeah, it might just be like the bench, like Greg's bench does suck. I had Ridge at six and Josh at five. But like, then I, yeah, you kind of just look, I don't know. I mean, Zeke Gibson and he's got good players. I'm not, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, like his, yeah, his, his running back one and two are among the the best in the league like you could put them up with any of the other running back one and twos in, in in the league right so i agree with you there moving on uh to now the top four so potential potential final four weekend matchup and this is this will be week 17 so this will be week what because we pushed it back a week i'm trying to think what is this now week 19 week 20 it's later in the year now or week 14 well, the last right. last 14 like last year this is week 14 so yeah, first round right. 15, semis 16, final 17. Yeah. Oh, no, we no, always no, have no. the fun- stupid. It should end week 14. The regular season. The 
No, fa- fantasy would end week 14. Huh. It usually ends week 13, doesn't it? Yeah, and then there's the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you're right, because I've never made a pass. That's why. Right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the playoffs in other leagues. <laughs> uh, but rounding out. never out. made the playoffs in that, ever. <laughs> never. Joe Webb. Um, Agent, Agent Lee, good old faithful, um, in, in spot four this year. Great starting lineup, so reading him off with Dak Prescott. Antonio Brown is getting a lot of hype uh, that he's his 24-year-old self. Um, Amari Cooper, Chase Edmonds, Gus Edwards, um, Darren Waller, DJ Moore, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, some notables on the bench, love Rondell Moore, uh, Marquez Calloway, who's clearly the greatest receiver to ever play the game. Um, we have Rojo, LOL, Josh Palmer, and then just um, obviously Justin Jackson, Curtis Samuel. So I, I think he does have a very deep bench, which in the past I feel like he has not. So I think yep. this is this is good for him, and he's always the one that gets shafted down the line. I feel like that's just because it's like death taxes found getting shafted in this league. Yeah, so this is pretty consensus. I'm fourth, and you and Chat in fifth. Uh, but yeah, this is. I mean, he may lock, not lock in, but Gus Edwards was a great handcuff yeah. to have, and then the Dobbins injury just immediately vaults Gus Edwards to like a top fifteen running back. But that's just a huge boost. But he was going to have Rojo, who's been proving me wrong year after year. Like his rookie year, I was dancing on graves. And then last year's had been pretty good. Can't can't argue with it. Uh, apparently, the Netherlands <laughs> loves him. They just show his highlights on commercials nonstop, according to Greg. Uh-huh. Ooh, Callaway, preseason stud. But AJ Green, it's like, it's just a. I do also have to say he may have the best kicker in the league and an RB one at, at middle linebacker. So that's it's huge. That is huge. It's huge. And, it, and at Parsons, I mean, Michael Parsons was kind of a cheeky pickup because people yeah. think he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year, and he he kind of supplants Van Der Esch, who can't stay healthy. Uh, Jalen Smith has been a bum last year, so he can easily be the starting linebacker. And starting linebackers for the Cowboys, they're good, like Sean Lee and. Fandrash, when he is healthy, get a lot of fantasy points. Absolutely. Uh, so, do you, do you want to have a fantasy bet with me on live television? Because now I have to defend my boy, um, Jay, uh, Jeremiah, because I think he's gonna he's gonna be starting because of uh, injury for us, linebacker of fantasy points. I mean, for the season. Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's do it. What do you want to bet? Uh, round right, off. We'll figure it out. TBD, but right. official bet fantasy points linebackers love that. Okay, but uh, and then like, I mean, the starting lineup's insane because like, wide receiver core is insane, yeah, and so then good. you get Darren Waller, who's like a wide receiver in a tight end position. He is the we were t- we kept alluding to it of these like upper group of tight ends who are basically like cheat codes. Waller is one of those guys who is a high end wide receiver in your tight end spots. So he's basically starting five wide receivers every week. Five really I, good wide receivers. Five really good wide receivers. And if he could just – if the combination of Edmonds, Edwards, and Jones can just hold, just be okay, he should easily be in the playoffs, no question, and then hopefully can make a run. Um, really just barring injury. I mean, I think Edmonds will be the best of the Arizona running backs. Now Edwards with Dell, I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, I would still think Edwards is the guy to own, for sure. At least, at least now, week one. Yeah. Further down the road, I don't know if Bell is going to like take a significant chunk out of Edwards. I think he's on the practice squad, right? He's not even on the official roster yet. Yeah. No, yeah. So, but <laughs> fucking two two. 
It sucks he lost. I mean, I don't, maybe Irv Smith Jr. would have had flex appeal if he stayed healthy. I, people were like, he had a lot of offseason hype. But now I might get Justin Jackson freaking week one against me. We'll get into it with Duke's team, but fucking Christ. But yeah, I, th- I think Ronda Moore could be a very nice, like, because all you have to do is wait for the bye week for him. And by then, he'll probably have carved himself a nice role. You have to worry about starting too early. Like other teams that we had lower are starting rookies already. You can just sit on Rondell Moore and wait till the bye week. And you hey. never know with the the Chargers either. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are like the least banners of health there are. So like Josh Palmer could be a wide receiver one for them at some point too, just this season. You know what I mean? Not for just for opportunity alone. So I, I do like Fam's bench. It's a it's a great team. Yeah, well done, Fam. Well done. Um, moving on to number three. So now we're in the final three. Um, another staple. Um, was was Dooch in the championship last year? Am I forgetting? Uh, yes. It was his Dooch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now rounding out our top three is, is Mike Well Ducci. Stacks don't lie. Another another one with a great, great starting lineup. So we have Kyler Miller, uh, who has been absolutely a dominant force. He was putting up like 40 points a game at some point last year. Um, Adam Thielen and Juju at wide receiver. Chubb and Eckler, he's going to have to move him out of uh, his running back two slot there. Um, Travis Kelsey at tight end. Melvin Gordon and Tyrell Williams um, running at the flex spots. Um, he had, I think he did have a good draft pick with Marvin Jones there. I did like that pick. Um, who knows with Larry Roundtree, if he actually gets some, some playing time, I don't think so, but I guess it's not out of the question. He did like Gabriel Davis. So he's got some guys. I'm not, the more I'm looking at it, the less I like his bench. Um, unless you like Slayton, which I, I don't as much. I, I like Sanders and white and I, I like Aguilar too. I don't know. I, I think no I, just already, I, I, I guess that's fair. I just already wrote off Algalore mentally for my own self because I cut him, but I, I guess that's fair. I mean, he can easily be the wide receiver one there above Jacoby Myers. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. At this point, any share of a decent um, Patriots running back, I mean, White could yeah. flex upside. He did like, what, three years ago when he was on Tiz's team? He was like, he's going to crazy probably, run probably or two years ago. Him. It was insane. He's going to have to start him, is my guess, at the, the running back spot this this week. Right. So, I mean, his starting lineup, like, his two running backs are awesome studs. Eckler's being ranked in the top, like, seven now for redraft leagues. <laughs> I mean, people just, like, Herbert just changed. I mean, they were already, like, people love to have – people love to have Melvin Gordon when he was there. Like, people still love to have Chargers skill players, but for sure Herbert's kind of changed the whole narrative on how – I think their ADPs, everyone's been rising on that team for sure. So, I mean – those two are great to have. I don't care about Kareem Hunt being there. Chubb is awesome. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver one. Again, the best tight end. I mean, the numbers he puts up are stupid. You know, 105 catches for 1,416 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's insane. If, 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 if Wire and Dukes don't make this trade, do you think Wire wins the championship? Ooh. Mm. Right? Maybe. I, th- I think Melvin and Kelsey like, uh, still? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We bash him for that. It's like, man, like Kelsey has just been like the shining star in that yep. trade by far. Think about that team that Wire would have. I, th- I think he would be a, a very, very easy contender. And then, like, I still, ble- I mean, I no reason not to think Thielen can't replicate similar to what he did last year. And then Juju, 97 cat. I mean, I feel, you would have thought he had the worst year ever. And I, I know he, like, because he was coming off that, like, 1,600-yard whatever season he had, and he was, like, the dynasty wide receiver one. He had 97 catches for 831 yards and 19. That's not, like, that bad. 
No, that's what I like people shitting on me. I know, I know it was my first, but when I traded him for you, I was like, I don't think this is a bad trade. Like he's a good young receiver. Like I don't understand the issue. I traded him. I've been in rankings, ADP, everything. He's just everything's been down. falling. Everything's down. Um, so I mean, maybe it's not like the wide receiver two you want, but I still think it's good. I think Marvin Jones and the bean is flex. Like Tyra Williams, I mean, I don't know how many times we could say that Detroit has no one to throw to, so he can easily carve out a role there. Well, I think Melvin Gordon will, I mean, we'll get to with my team, will eventually supplant his starting position and bell cow role sooner than later. Yep. But I think he's got guys on his bench who could fill in for that. Whatever he may be lacking in that last flex position, I feel like he's got enough talent. Again, the, the tight end is just like a cheat code. And Colin Murray is a top three fantasy tight end. Yep. I mean, tight end, quarterback. <laughs> Imagine. Um, yeah. So it's a strong team. I, I think I had him ranked – me and Chad are ranked third. You had him ranked second. Um, so, yeah, I mean, especially in that division, you would think that he's going to be competing with Josh and I don't know who that third team is going to be. I guess Rob or you or Chad. I mean, so, oh, I, 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 up in the open. That third team is going to get a lot of wins from the other bad teams. Not bad teams, but like below average, average teams. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, but you would think – with his schedule Duke should make in the playoffs pretty easily, maybe even get a bye. Yeah. And maybe get his first title. I think everyone would be happy if Duke and I, I don't think there would be one person in the league that would be upset if if Duke won. But I did put a poll of uh the team that you least want to see win this year. And Tiz won overwhelmingly. <laughs> and then I think Greg got a vote. And then I I only put teams that have won before because presumably you don't want people to have repeat titles. So I put other. There was one vote for other. I don't know who who it was or who it was for. Maybe just maybe someone out there doesn't want to see Duke win. I don't I don't know. But I'd be very happy if it's not me. I, Duke would be if I change the poll. Who do you at least who you most want to see win? You can't vote for yourself. Duke easily. Yeah, I I would go Duke fan. So I'm 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 on board there. Um, all right, uh, moving on, moving on to the top two, and then we'll do, uh, do our, um, quick picks for, for matchups and, and call it a day. Um, Ad, do you want to take over the, the number two spot? Yeah. Number two is me. Go number two. Woo. I think I've been here like, well, maybe once ever number two preseason. Um, how does it feel? Feels good. I'm happy. My, uh, my fellow colleagues. Like my team, I feel like we're at the draft, we have a little round table, you know, who's the team that could take down Tiz. I feel like some people did point to my team yep. as a possibility. Um, so writing down my starting lineup, new new face of quarterback. Out with the old Saints quarterback, in with the new. We got Jameis Winston, the starting quarterback. We got Metcalf. I, I changed it because of the times of the thing, but normally it would be A-Rob there, but it's Chenault. Then my running backs are Kamara and Taylor, Noah Fant at tight end, and then A-Rob and Jacobs. And my flex, and then I guess, I guess I don't really have. So my bench is a little weaker than it has been. Um, so I have Javante Williams, who I think will be my starting lineup sooner than later. So you could take someone out of my starting, put him on the bench. It's pretty good. Um, John o. Smith could see some time in my in my flex. I can run two tight ends, but I, I like his situation in uh, New England. Um, and then I'm waiting for Rashad Bateman to get off IR and Crowder off the COVID. I think Bateman is if probably the wide receiver two. Yeah, he was my wide receiver two in his class. Um, I couldn't really take him above Chase, but deep down, I love Bateman the most. I just loved Bateman so much. 
I think really was his landing spot that kept him from being even like at the wide receiver too easily, in my opinion. But, and then I just got, I got a lot of handcuffs. I got some kind of handcuffy wide receivers. You know, the bench isn't great. If I have like three or four people on by, I'm going to be hurting. But one or two, I think I can get by. Um, and I think my wife, I think my running backs are probably the best in the league. I'll, I'll take that up with anybody <laughs> or deep. I think I could have, I think I could have four running back ones. I know it's not going to happen, but I, I think it's possible. Um, and I've already said that Javante is my favorite. I think by the end of this year, not, so I've always said he's my running back one. I can't fault. If I had one on one, I probably would have took Harris just because like the floor is higher. But I think by next year, Javante will be the highest ranked running back in this class. That's just my opinion. But yeah, I love my team. I, I can let you elaborate. But I mean, I think Metcalf could be the wide receiver one this year. Chanel's been right. I just no. I, 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 I 100% agree. I, I, Your team is fantastic. I mean, the upside is through the roof. I agree with you. Running backs are just ridiculous and deep. Um, I, I don't, I'm not obviously not as high on Chenault on you as you are, but you have enough depth there to fill it. Like I said, if Crowder comes back, he has some, some upside. You never know. Amir Smith Marset has been getting some up, uh, some talk as well. So, I mean, you never know where he's going to fit in. So, I, I think you do have enough players. You have enough depth. Um, you could definitely make a run. I, I could, I could see you beating Tiz. Um, yeah, as you know, would be, we're our number one guy. But yeah, agree. agree. No, no argument here. I think you are in the top two spot. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not going to win the division. So, really, my ideal, I have to come in third to avoid being in the same bracket. Like, I think if I could see Tiz in the finals, that's ideal because I'd rather make the finals and lose in the semis like I did this year to him. Um, but I guess it depends on matchups. Sometimes you look at the matchups, you're like, damn, I wish I had Tiz this week instead of next week. But I probably would prefer to see Duke, Josh, or Team 3 from your division and kind of get through there. Yeah. I don't really see myself I'm getting a buy, but I like my team a lot. Projections like me. I'm pretty pumped. I have been knock on wood pretty fortunate with uh, with injuries these last couple of years. I did have two really bad years, which you know I rebuilded well. Um, yeah, and your team's young, yeah, you're young, young, young four as well. So you, you're you're going to be around for a while, barring random blow up. It would just be such a, a, a shame. And I'm just like in the middle. I got Kamara in the middle of this Rogers and Tiz dynasties. If I just if I can't win a title with Kamara, that's just it's a shame. And now Lat Murray's gone. I mean, he should get everything. I mean, you should just, with no Thomas, these first handful of games, I'm like, I got to capitalize on the, the upside I think Kamara's going to get. And I got his, I, you know, I, I picked up his handcuff to uh, Tojo, Tony Jones Jr. <laughs> I was going to, it really was. I uh, I did knock on wood very softly for you because I didn't want you to start barking. Uh, barking just oh, thank you, thank your you. own jinx. No problem, no problem. That's one of those things is like, it's always good to have, I mean, people say get other people's handcuffs. I mean, dynasties, I have kind of like a mix, but like I hope I have to cut Tojo because he's so used. Like, I don't want to ever have to use him because that means something's going wrong with Kamara. And I've seen, I've been seeing people post like Tojo has flex upside because look at what the wide receiver, look at what the running back two in the past has done. Like, Lat Murray was startable yeah. and all this other stuff. So, like, I hope that's not, I hope it's just the Kamara show. And then, God forbid, you know, Kamara's out for a couple games, not like a season thing. I can put, you know, Tony Jones Jr. in there, but. We'll see. I mean, quarterback's been kind of holding back. Uh, hoping Winston can dial back in that quarterback one juice that he had in Tampa Bay, because that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, you know, you can sling it. So yeah, but I'm excited. 
as, as it should be. So, okay, what is your, before I want to keep talking about my team so much, but what are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs? So I, I like Josh Jacobs this year. I, I do. Um, I, I think he definitely took a little bit of a hit with Drake coming there. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's just going to prolong his career because they're both good. I think they're both going to get touches. You may get shafted a week or two if Ken and Drake has a big upside week because you know he can do it. But I, I like Jacobs this year. See, my thing with that is I think his, his value has oh my fucking hell. I think his value has been suppressed too much, especially in redraft, especially in dynasty. I mean, like yes. 23, round one capital, back to back, running back one years. And it's like his value keeps going. So the first two years, he didn't catch a lot of balls. They had Richard, they had Washington. So it's not like he was getting all this pass volume anyway. And then they bring in a guy who's going to catch Pat. Like, I just don't see why. It's not like Kenyon Drake was some stud last year either. So I, I just, I'm, I'm failing to see this like Drake. I don't know. I, I guess if you want to argue he's better than the combination of Richard and Washington, but it's like, we already saw Jacobs not getting any passes and he's a running back eight last year. So it's like, what I'm, I'm less concerned with that. I'm more concerned with him going a type of hot hand. Like if you have Kenyon Drake and he's dominating a drive, you're probably going to let him stay in there where I think he had way more upside to do that than either of Washington or Rashad. I, I actually am high on Kenyon Drake. I think that's the issue. I, I like Drake. I like Jacobs better, but I think Drake is good enough to siphon drives from him as opposed to just our down work. All right. I didn't realize Drake had almost a thousand yards. Yeah, you no, know, Drake. Drake's like a very good runner. I like Drake a lot. Um, but I yeah, right. yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't think it, it should impact his dynasty value at all. I really don't. Um, so I just I disagree with the the market there. Yes. Um, all right, and now number one, I think comes to no surprise, um, ranked what is it, thirty points or twenty two points above the next highest team um is tis i mean well well built we knew this but we'll, we'll read off his starting lineup which i feel like he had set on here immediately which i love love that um tis going off quarterback patrick mahomes Devontae adams devon Diggs, um dalvin cook derrick henry i think i think tis is going to argue with you heavily over best running back for with cook okay. um which I, I i think he has an argument but i do think yours is better with um i, I like your bottom two as opposed to carson and, and hilaire he's way better yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing there. Um, and I, I'll stack up Kamara and Taylor against Cook and Henry. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah. okay, if you, if you call that a wash, because I think by redraft ranking and dynasty ranking, that's got to be really close. And I'm, I'm taking Jacobs and Javante over Carson and CH all day. Oh, oh, I thought I thought we were about to argue Cook and Henry. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I'm talking. No, no, I'm saying like too. the Kamara Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I would still take them. I would not trade those two right now for Cook and Henry. But if you want to call that a wash, fine. Yeah. And then the other two, I don't, I don't think. No, I'm. I oh, guess let's that. go. Gardner said Gardner said a home run. All right, sorry, I keep reading the line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then moving down, he's got plenty of notable notable guys on his bench. He's got Cortland Sutton, Miles Sanders. Even if you want to give it to Jacoby Myers, um, Hunter Henry. Sadly, J.K. Dobbins, devastating injury for him which would have probably put it at a closer argument there for running back too, but unfortunate injury there for him. Um, but I mean, he's got a great team. He, he really does all around. There's no question about it. His IDPs are great. His team is just great. Um, he's probably going to make another run towards the championship again, rightfully so. He's still in that window, but I, I, there's really no flaws here. No, I mean, 
it, it does help. The Dobbins helps. I'm not as high on Sanders, and I feel like he's going to be like the only hope is you know when you run into a wealth of talent, then you start to play the Sarge sit dilemma. Yep. You might start the wrong guy. It's like you're stuck. These flex guys aren't always going to score 15 plus points. So the only way we may, you know, get some losses in this column is he just messes that up. Or he, he sees he beats himself. Yeah, he see exactly. He sees Sutton and Myers going off on his bench and he benches. He, I mean, he'll never bench Adams and Diggs. So it really would just be Carson and CH. And then he benches them. And then they go up and it's all this back and forth. And he's losing like, you know, 30 to 40 points. But that might not even—I mean, he may not even need those points against yeah, somebody. Yeah. You know, he's the lineup's crazy good. I've been waiting for the the wheels to fall off of Derrick Henry for multiple years now. It, it, I felt so right when I was like drafting Deion Lewis ahead of him, and it worked out well. And Derrick Henry wasn't anything, and he exploded. And I said he's overrated. And the year after year, and it's just like it's like people keep doing LeBron. It's like oh, this year, oh no, the Tom Brady. It's like this year's the year he, you know, oh, he'll be washed up. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to be correct. So I'm just going to keep doing that with Derek Henry and feel smart when I am correct, but I don't know. It, it, it's just a stupid good team. It is. Mahomes is so much better than everyone else. Like, I mean, I don't, actually, I don't think he was a QB one last year, but still it's like he has that 40 point upside that so few quarterbacks have. It doesn't like he had, he rushes a little bit, but not like a ton. And he just still has that like 40 plus upside, which is a killer when you see like some of his other skill position players start to struggle and it's like, Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Like, God damn it. And it's like, but yeah, I, I, he's definitely got, a, I, I mean, Paris Campbell could work out, you know, next to Pittman, whoever, but I saw, I still like Mims. Training camp wasn't so hot for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when you got Sutton Sanders, Jacoby Myers on your bench, I mean, that, that, that those three would start for a ton of teams. Yeah. yeah. So, really good team. Defending champion, I think will. So, if you want to give, we'll do, we could do the week one, but if I'm going to give a full season, I, I mean, I'm going to selfishly say I'm going to see, assuming I can get the three seed, I think I will see Tiz in the finals. If not, I think it'll be Tiz versus Douche again. I think, maybe not. I should think it might be Tiz versus, it all depends on seeding. So, it's like, if me, I'll say this. If me or Nick get the three seed, then I'll say one of us two will make it to the finals. Okay. If, we don't have, if we don't have to face Tiz in round two, I think me and Nick will beat whoever is gets the bye or whoever the six seed is and then whoever the two seed is into the finals. I see that. And then selfishly, I'll want to pick me or Nick again over Tiz. So I'm going to two for I'll pick a two teams to win the finals in a multi-scenario. Tiz will make the finals. It'll either be me or Nick there defeating him. Tiz somehow uh, wins it out. Uh, you got you versus Fam in the final. Okay, win. <laughs> all right, all right. You want to go through um, week one matchups and you have um, no, you have no full season prediction. I, I I have nothing bold. If if I have to make a bold uh, if I have to make an aggressively bold projection, I'm going to go Rob or Wire win the league. That's just an aggressively bold projection out of left field. I think. Are I you going to say finals? Right. Like, oh, I mean, no, fi- finals. Like I go Dutch Tiz. I think I, ha- I ranked them one two. I think that's going to be the finals. But I'm saying even in our league, it's like no one bold. Like no one. It's not like March Madness or like I don't know. Like these dark horse teams don't normally win the whole league. It's like yeah. teams are like, yeah, they were pretty good and they snuck it, whatever. But like 
random teams have either made like the semifinals or the final. Like Ansar made that crazy run. Like Kojak made the playoffs last year. Like so, yeah, I could see if you said like, hey, Rob makes it to the finals. I don't yeah, think I'm, so. I'm, but like, I'm, I'm, that's, that's more possible than predicting a winner. Why are Rob in the playoffs? Is going to be my my pre pre league projection. Okay. I like that. I mean, one. I hope. Yeah. I mean, you had you had wire six. Yep. So I mean, kind of makes it playoffs. But yeah, I ran Rob ninth. But uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we can do. I guess we could do the week one. I know we're not going to do this every week, so it's like not. No, really, we'll do it real. That's there's no point. Okay. But I guess we'll just do week one predictions. All right. Uh, um, me versus Nick. You versus Nick. I'm. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to you. Week one. I agree. I think the Cowboys may struggle a little bit, and I don't know if he's going to get quite the projections from Cooper and Prescott as they want to give him. Agree. Um, who, do you, who do you have next? Because I think our orders are different. Uh, you and Itzler next. Very close. 133 to 132. I will say my kicker is not there, so I will probably, like I said, be, close, be closer to 140, but I think it's still going to come down to this because the projections will be wonky. I, I do want to give it to myself, but I'm trying to look. I, I think Dylan getting eight is a little much, but I also think Zach Moss getting 10 is a little much. So I'm going to go yeah. you because I like your team better. I think the Lawrence starts a little risky, but I get against maybe the worst team in football. That's what I mean. I think they're <laughs> going to be so bad. I wanted to start Baker because I think it's going to be a high scoring match, but I just think the, the Texans are bad. Fair enough. But uh, man, you're getting 20 out of your IDP projection. I told you I had IDP one and two from last year. Bring it's them so on. Nice. That's such a Bring nice on. luxury. It is. I feel like they like as much as we shit on like tight ends twelve to eight. I feel like every tight end's projected like eight to eight plus points. Yep. Like go there nine points, picks eleven points. Like they all can't be like look at historic scoring <laughs> points per game for like everyone outside the top six, and it's like six points a game. It's like, and that's for the tight end ones. I just something's got to change with these tight end. Philly still has Earth. They, like <laughs> Earth is still there. It's not like so. I, I agree with you. That should be a bit lower, but it's funny. Like I feel like everyone outside of like the top three or four should be projected like five points. Yeah, five like, or six. the rest of the defenses. Uh, it's basically do they catch a touchdown? And that's like that's all you hope for your tight end, or else they're gonna go four for forty-five. And I and that's what that's that's six points. That's six point five. That's, 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 <laughs> Nailed it. That's what I yeah. That's what I expect out of fan. Four for forty five. You catch a touchdown and he does good. If not, he's going to score six points. It's like uh, next, I have Kojak versus Rogers. Let's take a Ooh. look at it. I'm gonna I'm leaning Rogers. It's hard to God that McCaffrey twenty five just like hits you in the face. It does. He's projected more than Stafford. That's, that's that crazy. is actually hilarious. He's projected oh, a point four away from Herbert. That's what? hilarious. I feel like fifteen from Davis is a little steep, though. Thank you, Hooper. Seven point seven five. It's real in the expectation. That's getting closer to what I feel like. like yeah, that's completely, that's completely fair. The thing is, I don't have three formidable tight ends though. So. No, but I feel like there's a chance Johnson and Williams get like. Duke Johnson might get zero. I think you're right. No, Jamal Jamal Williams. I think actually gets points. I I like him. I think no, that's that's not Duke. That's David Johnson. He might get. Oh wow. Oh no. He Sorry. might get less. I and I don't. Jamal getting eleven. Look at the. Okay, they must think Swift is not going to play. Click on Jamal Williams and look at the rest of his projections. Five. It's five points. Five. Five point nine five. Five point eight seven. He's going to project eleven for week one. 
Yeah, that's fair. I'm, go, I'm going. Co- I'm going Kojak. Going Kojak. All right. Okay. Okay. Going I'm, I'm going to stick with Rogers. I still. I do still think he picks it out. I. I. am on the same boat. I think Fryermuth could easily drop a zero. Um, yeah. So. I. I didn't see what was. What was his. Per- okay. Five point seven two. Thank you. That's where we. Right there we go. There we go. I agree. Also, too, he has. He's starting an, an injured kicker. So I. I think he'll. Uh, I don't know. Well, he'll get to like around one forty when he puts in a, a kicker that's time. Probably. Probably. Uh, and then we got Josh versus Rob. Josh also now with the full lineup, so probably going to be around 158 to 150 when he gets a when he gets a kicker in there. Um, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Rob. the edge to Rob. I'm going to give yeah. the edge to Rob because I think Lamar outperforms Brady. I think the rest of their teams are pretty much very even. I think Lamar outperforms Brady. I think Rob gets the win. I agree. It's funny, like the rankings we had, like now we're picking. Yeah, just, yeah, like, just, yeah. just looking weird. at the man. You just look at the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Rob as well. Uh, then we have Chad versus Dooch. This could get more interesting if Eckler's out. If Eckler's in, it's Dooch by a lot, I think. Yeah. And what's the latest report on Swift? So Swift is full practice. I mean, yeah, with, I think Swift's gonna play. And then like, look at his projections. Week one, 11, week 13, 13, then 15, 15, 15, 16. Like, if he plays, I, I don't I don't see him and Jamal Williams scoring exactly the same amount of points. If they're going to play Swift, I, that seems a little low. It's like it's like the same thing with Moss and Singletary. One might get four points. It's just yeah. like, you, you never know. If Alcor's out, though, and he's replacing a 17-point with a 20-point upside, he's going to have to throw in Melvin Gordon, probably starting there, and then he'll probably move Marvin Jones in there. Then, I don't know. Then I then I could see. So I would make a contingent pick. Pick and douche. If Eckler's out, I'm going Chad. All right. All right. I, I I actually I I might go Chad too here. I, I might go Chad with the upset. Yeah. Even with no contingency, just yeah, no contingency. I I might go I might go Chad with the upset here. All right. It's, it, I'm, I'm just thinking. I think Justin Jefferson could put up 50 against the Bengals. The Bengals are really bad at football. Yeah, you are fading this week. I am. Week. I am fading the Bengals. I now watch that come out and just burrow, just shoves his dick down my throat. But <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with Chad here. Uh, all right. Um, then we have Ridge versus uh, Greg. Pretty close, one fifty two to one forty nine. Um, I, I don't think Saquon's gonna get seventeen points. I do. I do kind of believe that even if he plays, he's not gonna be getting felt. It's just no. There's no point into just throwing him in there, bell counting. Like, he makes less sense. I guess it doesn't make as much sense for Swift, but, like, Swift isn't coming off this, like, eight, like awful injury. Like, he's just been no. kind of banged I up. I don't think Cornette, Cornette could easily not get 12. Cornette could get easily four and a half. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, and Chase getting 11, I think, is a little generous. Yeah. As much as yeah. I don't like Gio Bernard – in the wide receiver running back too. I like everything else. And I think the 13 for Julio is good. That's probably where with AJ Brown there, he's not going to have the, no, normally he was projected like 19, kind of near Tyreek Hill 17. Uh, but I think Yahoo's got this right where he's uh, projected below Keenan and Tyreek Hill. Um, so I'm going to go, let's talk with the quarterbacks, but I, and Evans could torch Cowboys too. I'm going to go Greg though. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Greg, but I think by more than, than you think. I think Ridge's team is going to underperform and put up like 120-something. I can see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that camp. And then, and then last and then one. Hey, we've saved the word five words for yeah. last. Uh, Tiz versus Wire. I, you got to go Tiz. There's no reason to think anyone in his lineup could possibly. I mean, Chris Carson getting 16, I think, is a little lofty. I could see that being the underperformer. But even if he puts up eight points, it doesn't really matter. That's eight off of a 185 projection. All right, big what? He can score, you know, whatever. So, it, God, his lineup is so annoying. It's so <laughs> But the, the thing is, though, like in any other league, Wire's team is like elite for a 14-team league. Like, that's so good. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm, Claypool's going to have 15 touchdowns. I'm no, you're not wire. picking Wire. No, I mean, I'm it's like, wire. I, I do think why I think Tiz's flex is a little overrated. I do think Carson and Edwards Lair getting combined 31 points is a little lofty. But yeah. going back and say they meet half their projections, then he scores 160. That, the, Brown, that win, the Browns run defense isn't their strong suit. I'm going to be honest. Like, Hilaire could actually put that out. I wouldn't be surprised there. No, he could, but I, I, I'm just saying in general, like, if he, well, let me I see. Think he could, I think he could torch us. This is the lowest easy. he's being projected, too. He's being projected 16, 17 other weeks. I, I just, I don't know. But I would obviously go with Tiz just because yeah. you know, two or three of his guys can underperform and he could still coast <laughs> to a victory. So. God damn it. Uh, that'll be the oh, ever so important week one projections. Enormous. That we won't. That we're not going to track, and that we're not going to follow through. Probably next. No, maybe this will. Maybe I keep saying it week after week. We are doing them slightly more frequently than we did the last year. Yeah. I think we just we did two in like two months, two in a month. Surprising because we were all quarantined for a lot of last year. Last year was the year to do back to week. We had no excuse. I don't know why the fuck we didn't. (laughs) I didn't do any blogging. I didn't do any powering. I didn't do anything. Nothing. Um. No. No excuse. So we okay. So we last posted August fifth. So we went. We did two in a month. Before that, we went nine months without a podcast. So we're, we're, we're floodgates are open. Floodgates are open. Floodgates are open. Hopefully, let's get we'll get it next week. We'll get Chad back. Um, I can't wait to hear that transition from earlier. It's gonna be so bad. I can't it's wait to hear the intro. Bad. That's always a treat. Yeah, it's it's not going to be good, but I I will uh, I will send it over. Um, good I'm time. I'm sweating to death because I had to do all this without an AC or fan on me, so I am dripping. All right. Well, with with that, I guess I guess we'll we'll say goodnight to the league. Best of luck to everyone. Um, remember to take warm baths and exercise. We have a, a very long stretch coming up that may send us all to the emergency room. So just take care of yourselves. Um, hang in there and uh, au revoir. Peace.